Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. When you look into the scriptures, Thanksgiving, and the Word of God says really what it is, it's a response to the goodness of God. Thanksgiving is a response. Say that tonight. Thanksgiving is a response. Say it again. Thanksgiving is a response. And what is it a response to? It's a response to the goodness of God. It's a response to the grace of God, the love of God, where we pour out a river of gratitude to the Lord to say thank you to the Lord for all that He's done. The Scripture teaches us the importance and the value of actually how to enter into worship and how to lift our hands to the Lord to say thank you. There's something beautiful about when we lift our hands, when we're exhorted. No one's telling you what to do. We're just exhorting you. When we say, hey, let's lift our hands, we're just exhorting you and encouraging you because what it is, it's an act of surrender. It, this is an act of honor. This is an act of gratitude. This is an act of thanksgiving. And it's so beautiful unto the Lord. Worship is a thank you that refuses to be quiet. Did you hear that? Worship is a thank you that refuses to be quiet. Listen to this word. This is Psalm chapter 30. You're going to love this, Ken. Psalm 30 and verse 12. It says, so I will not be silent, and I will sing praise to you, my Lord. You are my God, and I will give you thanks forever. Notice what he says. I will not be silent. Worship is the thank you that refuses to be quiet. You see, the heart of a worshiper is this. A man of God and a woman of God should have a river of thanksgiving flowing out of their spirit continuously that says, Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your delight in my life. I thank you, Father, for your pleasure and for your dreams and for your intentions and for your will. Honey, I just looked down and you're all alone at our table. You look so lonely. I need some friends to jump in there with my wife. I can't believe this. I just looked at my wife. Somebody get her a coffee. Give her some slippers or something. Help my wife. I, just, I don't know what's going on. Thank you. That was pretty good. You know, I think it's very important in these times, the times that we're in seem so uncertain. These times that we're in, they're packed with a lot of difficulty. These times that we're, we're in, they're packed with a lot of stress. I will tell you, it is immeasurably important in these times that we connect our heart to our Father in worship. I'm telling you, it is your lifeline. Are you hearing me, church? Can you hear me out there? Can you hear me? Do I need to turn this speaker? Can you hear me now? Yes. It is so important. It's our lifeline that we lift up our gratitude and our thanksgiving unto the Lord, that we live a lifestyle of unbroken worship. Like I said before, the heart of the worshiper is a flowing river out of their heart, continuously saying, Father, I thank you. I praise you. Aren't you glad that Father hasn't given us what we deserve? Aren't you thankful for his grace and his mercy tonight? Aren't you thankful for his goodness tonight? Come on, church. 
Ezra chapter 3 and verse 11, it says, With praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord, and they sang, He is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house was laid. Why don't we lift up a shout to the Lord like that tonight? That's praise. That's praise. That's praise. It's not hype. It's not hype. It's not adrenaline. It's not a gimmick. It's praise. You let nothing steal your praise. You let nothing that you're going through or anything that you're facing or situation or circumstance in this life steal your praise. You let nothing take the shout out of you. Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 46, it says, For long ago, in the days of King David and Asaph, his head worship leader, not Cody, but Asaph, there had been directors for the musicians and for the songs of praise and thanksgiving unto God. I love that. Asaph had an assignment with David, and he would scout out amongst them, amongst the Levitical priesthood, who, those who would lead the people in finding the song of the Lord in praise and worship. Guys, this is not just a social affair. Although this is so much fun. We love doing this. I love nights like this where we just connect and we're just having friendship time and relationship time. But this is not just some social affair. Everything that we do here at Victory revolves and orbits around the Son of God. And it's, it's a time where we come and we lift our worship and our praise. Can I ask you, are there times where you still feel like it really is a sacrifice of praise? Can I see your hand? Both hands, feet up. That's right. There is a lot of adversity in this hour. Again, there's a lot of uncertainty in this hour. Sometimes people come in so disheveled, so out of sorts, it's so important that you find your spiritual equilibrium again when you come into the house of the Lord. When you come into the family of God and you realize what is most important, that you can connect with our Father and you can connect with heaven in a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Psalm 69, verse 30, it says, I will praise God's name in a song and I will glorify Him with thanksgiving. I love that. I will praise God's name in song. I will glorify Him with thanksgiving. And then I love this verse, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 tonight. Because not only are we supposed to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, loving on Him, showing Him gratitude, but you know we're also supposed to love one another. Look around, smile at somebody. You're called to love each other. This is awesome. It says, we should always give thanks for you, brothers and sisters. And rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. And the love all of you have for one another is increasing. I love this because God has called us to love each other. God has called us to celebrate one another. Guys, we need one another greater than any other time, I believe, in world history. I believe that we need the Christian connection, not just the human connection, 
the Christian connection, the bond of love, the bond of unity. We need it greater than ever right now. And in the days that we're about to move into, the years we're about to move into, we're going to need each other all the more as the day is approaching of the coming of the Lord. Can I get a witness out there? Can I get a witness? We are immeasurably blessed. Immeasurably blessed. Think about how blessed you are tonight. You are blessed with the loving mercy of God. You are blessed with the grace of God. You are blessed tonight with the forgiveness of God. You are blessed with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have been made clean and holy before the Lord. You have been made the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have been given union with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, I'm reminding you tonight, you are so blessed. That should make you say, thank you, Lord. You're blessed with the presence of the Lord. You're blessed with His nearness always abiding within you. You're blessed under the shadow of His wing. You're blessed with a refuge, a strong tower, a high tower. You're blessed tonight with the family of God. You're blessed... I look around here. This is my family. Brent and I, our, our, our adult children, we don't have family here in Florida. This is my family. This is so important. Brothers, sisters of the household of God, this is family. Listen what it says in John chapter 1. But as many of have received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. To those who believe in His name. We've been made children of God. We've been made family. 1 John chapter 3, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. And therefore the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has yet to be revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. I felt that, amen. This is a good section over here. They're close to the fire. That's what it is. Ephesians chapter 2, it says, Now, therefore, we are no longer strangers or foreigners, but, fo- but, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. I love this. My friend, you are not an orphan tonight. You are a son and a daughter of God. You are not an orphan You are a son and a daughter of God. You are a co-heir with Christ Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. And he is building this household. He is building his church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. He is building the church out of living stones, sons and daughters of God as a family. Jesus, I'm trying to, bro. John chapter 13, these are the words of Jesus. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you should love one another as I have loved you. So also love one another. Guys, this is why we're doing tonight. So that we can connect, so that we can work on friendship. So that we can work on relationship, so that we can work on bonding. 
so that we can work on welcoming people into the family of God, becoming family, becoming a safe place, a sacred space for people to encounter the living God. This is the household of God. This is the family of God. And we're called to love one another. We're called to bear one another's burdens. We're called to pray for one another. I pray you do that tonight before you leave this property. Before the fire gets put out and the lights go out tonight, I pray that you love on someone tonight. I pray you ask them tonight, how are you really doing? Is there anything I can pray with you about tonight? Touch a life tonight. Touch a life tonight. Can I get an amen? Something I believe is vitally important as well. I believe that it is so important that we celebrate our beloved America in this Thanksgiving week. We are being attacked from within in this nation. God has called us as a family of God to be on the watch in this hour, to be on our assignment, to preserve our inheritance. We have been given the greatest privilege and the greatest duty to protect, to preserve, to defend the United States of America. God has called us as citizens of the kingdom of God, but also citizens of this beloved country. God has called us to our watch and our assignment in this hour. And I've said over us so many times, I want to say it again tonight, heaven is counting on the ecclesia for this hour to save America. It is a partnership between God and us. Have you, have you recognized that God doesn't do everything? Have you recognized that God calls us to do things that normally we're asking God to do? And he says, no, I've given you my presence. I've given you my word. I've given you my anointing. For goodness sakes, I gave you founding fathers that gave you the greatest constitution on the face of the earth. Now I need you to rise up and be a voice. Come on, church. I need you to rise up and be courageous. I need you to rise up and love this nation. We have to be a people who love and protect our inheritance. Part of what we are doing tonight is the celebration of our inheritance. We have been given the greatest nation on the face of the earth. I cherish this land. I've, I've, my wife and I have preached in almost all 50 states We've went from coast to coast, from the Calif from the, the Californias, the Carolinas to California. <laughs> the Carolinas to California. We've been all over. I love this land. I love the people of this land. I love our nation. I love our military. Come on, let's give it up for our military tonight. If you're sitting out there and say, well, God's never given me a miracle. I want to tell you, He's given you a miracle nation. He's given you a miracle inheritance in the United States. You are immeasurably blessed. Anyone in this crowd tonight, if you've ever left the United States and went to another nation, you know exactly what I'm talking about, how enormously blessed I can't even articulate the words. Incredibly blessed. I want to give you some words tonight 
They're not my words. These are the words from our very first president, George Washington, General George Washington. And interestingly enough, these words were actually released in a hearing 223 years ago last night. 223 years ago last night by George Washington. I want you to listen to these words, and I pray the Lord brands them into your spirit. I think some of the kids are, are going, man, I hope Brian hurries up. I'm ready for s'mores. Listen to these powerful words. You guys got five more minutes in you? I know the people by the fire have five more minutes in them. You all okay over here? You okay, Joe? <laughs> this is powerful. These are George Washington's words. That was a high-powered shofar. <laughs> Let me turn this way. Listen to this. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and his favor. And whereas both houses and Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and of prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts that many and signal favor to Almighty God, especially for affording an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and for their happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th of November. This is 223 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th of November, next to be devoted by the people of the states to service of all that great and glorious being who is the, benef the beneficent author of all that is good and all that is and all that will be, that we may all unite rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind protection of the people of this country, previous for becoming a nation, for the signal in a manifold of mercy and favorable interpositions and of his providence in the course and conclusion of the late war. For the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed and for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness and particularly a national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are so blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing usefulness of knowledge and in general for all the great and various favors 
which he has pleased to confirm upon us. Listen how he wraps it up. And also that we may unite in the most humble offering of prayers and supplications to the great Lord and the ruler of the nations. This is our first president, ladies and gentlemen. To the ruler of the nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions. To enable us all, whether in public or in private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually. To render our national government a blessing to all people by constantly being a government of wise and just and constitutional laws discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as we have been shown this kindness, and to bless us with good governance, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and the practice of true virtue and the increase of science among them and amongst us, and generally to grant to all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows best, given under the hand at the city of New York the third day, October, in the year of our Lord, George Washington, 1789. Powerful. Our fathers called us to God. Our founding fathers were a rallying point. They were men that sought God and asked for God's wisdom and God's counsel on how to construct something extraordinary to honor God and how to serve all, all people and all peoples of the earth that would come to this nation for freedom. Tonight, we sit under this canopy of the sky having worship. Because our fathers came here really to do a church plant. Think about that. Our founding fathers came here to create a church plant, to make sure that no one could stamp out our religious liberty. And here we are today, gathering today, hands lifted high, glorifying the King of kings and the Lord of lords in freedom and in liberty. Come on, praise the Lord. In freedom. And in liberty. And it's God's dream not only for America, but for the earth. The Spirit of God cries out freedom and liberty to all people, to all children, to all tribes. I say to you again tonight, it's so important that we gather to give thanksgiving unto our King Jesus. It's so important that we love one another, prefer one another, bond to one another. But it's also so important that we take our rightful place as men of God, as women of God, to say this is our nation, this is our inheritance, and we're not giving it up to any level of tyranny. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Tonight, I want you to stand. Guys, the night is young. We're going to 
We've, we've got so much wood. We're going to be throwing so much wood on that fire. We're going to be... We're going to be making so many s'mores. I'm going to gain 20 pounds tonight in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm kidding. Brent, I'm kidding. <laughs> but we're far from done tonight because we want to be with each other tonight. We want to love each other, be with each other again. We want friendship time. We want relational time. I want you to take a hand of somebody if, you, if you're comfortable. Father, we thank you tonight for America, and we give you praise for the inheritance that you have given us. Lord, we believe that miracles are still awaiting America. We believe, God, that your miracle power is going to give America an ultimate comeback. We believe, Lord, you are turning the hearts of this prodigal nation completely back to you. You will win the heart of this nation once again, Lord. America is yours. America is yours, Lord. Tonight on this Thanksgiving weekend, Lord, we consecrate our lives to you. And we pray, Lord, that you will use us and that you will give us a heavenly assignment to fulfill. Not only for the kingdom of God, but for America. I pray, Lord, that you will use each one of these lives. I pray that you will use the children that are growing up in victory. Use them, God. Raise them to become champions. Raise them to become mighty voices full of courage full of passion and wisdom and knowledge and strength. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bless every one of you tonight. I bless the call of God on your life. I bless the dream of God over your life. May the Lord use you. May the Lord give you a baptism of fire. May he put his fire in your belly and in your mouth to speak, to speak truth, to be mighty in God. I call you up higher, church. I call you up higher. And now I say in Jesus' name, let hope arise. Let hope arise tonight. Let hope arise. Lord, let hope spread like a wildfire across the United States of America. Show your miracle wonders. Show your power. Show your power through your church, oh God. Show your power through your ecclesia, oh God. Break forth in us and through us, Lord, in these last days. Bring us, Holy Spirit, into the greatest harvest of the ages to celebrate God. Souls pouring into the kingdom. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's praise the Lord together tonight. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Give three or four people a hug. Let's break out the s'mores. Let's do it big. Let's enjoy it. Have a blessed night, everybody. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. 
For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.